today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, a week or so ago, we had Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward on the program uh, for her town hall, as she does uh, every couple of weeks here on CHML. And uh, one of the topics that uh, got a fair bit of discussion was uh, the interim control bylaw. Now, that may be kind of inside baseball information, but basically what it is is kind of a freeze on uh, on new top or new construction projects, etc., uh, until they get a handle on things, as she explained it anyway. And I know that uh, Burlington Council talked about it again last night at their meeting. Uh, there are some concerns in the community, though, about uh, instituting an interim control bylaw. Uh, a number of folks have very uh, expressed some concern about this, about the impact that it could have on potential growth and potential investment. Uh, to give you that perspective on this, we're pleased to welcome to the program uh, Suzanne Mammel, who is the executive officer for the Hamilton Halton, Halton rather Home Builders Association. Uh, Suzanne, thank you for the time, and I'm glad you could join us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, about interim control bylaws and something that. Maybe an awful lot of people don't have a whole lot of knowledge about. Uh, it's a tool that council can use in situations like that. Uh, and tell us what it's doing uh, and how you're concerned about it, of course, with the, the home builders, how this is impacting uh, the, the, your uh, investments and your opportunities in Burlington. Sure. So, I mean, the inter- interim control bylaw in Burlington covers quite a large area. It covers all of uh, downtown, uh, extends across Lakeshore over to uh uh, the uh, hospital land. It goes up Brant Street uh, and it covers all of the uh, what the city was referring to as the Burlington Go Mobility Hub. That's not an official mm-hmm. uh, moniker, but it's it's that big area. But uh, so it affects all development in that area, uh, and not just for the industry. So whether you are proposing a twenty-story high-rise or an addition on your personal home. Uh, it stops you through the period of the interim control bylaw. Uh, while they uh, conduct this study, uh, which uh, our industry understood had already been studied as part of their official plan process uh, over the last few years. So it, it is problematic because uh, Burlington doesn't have any greenfield land. And so any new housing supply, and we all know that uh, uh, housing is very expensive. Uh, Burlington is certainly no exception, and, and it's, it is rather expensive relative to its neighbors. Uh, and when you cut off all the supply, it just means that prices will continue to go up. So uh, it, it's problematic on, a, on quite a number of fronts. How many projects were in the hopper at the, when this was instituted? Oh, goodness. Um, there, there are like... Give me a round number anyway. Uh, I'm going to say dozens, dozens that I'm aware of. Uh, the problem is with a large development, it takes years to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. And so even before someone's made an official application to the city for a, a rezoning application or a site plan, they've had, they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars doing, uh, pre-development work. Um, they, even before they buy a property, oftentimes they're, they're looking at, uh, what, uh, what plans they could put on it to see, uh, what they can do. So, there are that, but it's also about, uh, you know, some of the concerns that I've heard and received are from uh, businesses. You know, it, it would affect a new business trying to, um, say, relocate into one of those areas who need a change of use. They, they aren't able to get that. Uh, I think it was just on your news just before I came on about the uh, uh, seniors' development yeah. in, in the area, and uh, there's also... Um, purpose-built rental projects that are being affected, uh, not the least of, and not to say about any 
like individual property owners who they can't really do with their property now what they may have intended. I want to talk about the impact it's having because this is this was not new. I mean, it didn't just come out of the out of the blue. Uh, there's been a debate, as you know, Suzanne, going on in in the Halton region, especially in Burlington, for years now about how to grow, where to grow, and how high to grow. Uh, were, were you active in that in that discussion in that debate? Sure. I mean, the Hamilton Halton Home Builders and uh, myself uh, representing them, uh, we were active over the last number of years throughout uh, the mobility hubs processes, the official plan, uh, the tall building guidelines, all of it. Uh, we, ha- we have been active participants. So it's not new, but one of the troubling things about this ICBL is that uh, it was put forward with virtually no, uh, no notice. Uh, there was no discussion, uh, and for a council that voted, or they lobbied and got voted in on uh, transparency and consultation, it really flies in the face of that. So, uh, you know, I think my uh, my personal take on this, they broke their own procedural bylaws in passing this with lack of notice. So where do you go from here? I mean, it's there, it's in place. Can you appeal this? I mean, clearly you've got some concerns, and, and you're not the only one. I know you speak on behalf of, of some of the developers around there, but I know that some other folks in the community are concerned about this as well. Uh, what recourse do you have at this stage? So right now, uh, there is no recourse. The ICBL is not appealable for the first year. The only person who can appeal it is the uh, Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. And uh, uh, so... The uh, a developer, uh, an organization, or a homeowner, they have no recourse for the first year. Uh, however, the city has the ability to extend this bylaw for a second year, and the reality is, is the, the scope of work that they're trying to study, I don't believe that they will get it done in the first year. And in fact, last week at count- committee, uh, the director of city building commented that she couldn't guarantee it would be done in a year. So if it's extended into a second year, it is appealable. It's appealable by anybody. Uh, the problem with this is, is people keep talking about it as one year. And our, uh, the, uh, the advice we're getting is that this is really going to be a three- to four-year process because if they don't finish it in the first year and it's appealed, or if they approve it sometime in that first and second year, they have to implement a, an official plan amendment. And if people don't like it, whether it be a resident or the industry, and it's and that uh, implementing uh, amendment is appealed, the ICBL stays until all those appeals are done. And so it's not just a matter of uh, holding off things for a year. Uh, it could be two. It could be three. It could be four. And that does... Um, huge damage to residents who may, you know, they want to put on an extension or developers who are trying to bring property, real estate values, but not only that, but municipal finances. I had asked committee uh, when they first passed this, and again last week, why they hadn't calculated or publicized the cost to the city's municipal finances, their development charge fund, uh, how staff are being paid for, which is typically done through fees. And they said that they weren't able to quantify those costs and I'm also a resident in Burlington. I actually live in this ICBL area, and that concerns me both for the industry I represent and myself as a resident. Let's ask uh, again about the, the debate that's been going on, and because, and as I say, this, and I know you know this, Suzanne, but this predates uh, actually Marianne Meadward becoming mayor. She was the counselor for this area at that time, uh, and she had some opposition to this. Mayor Goldring talked to us about that uh, in, in the past couple of years as well, about how growth was happening, especially in this particular area that we're referencing. 
uh, too high. And, and there was, uh, let's face it, I mean, there was almost an us versus them attitude between the city and, and developers uh, in some of these instances. Uh, there, were, there were some issues, of course, with the Ontario Municipal Board, a.k.a. the Tribunal now. Uh, and and it seems to be an ongoing battle that's going on. Uh, and every time I've talked to anybody about this on Burlington Council, they all come back and say the same thing. We're not against growth. We're not against development. We just want to make sure that, that the industry plays ball with us and is a partner with us and understands our needs. Uh, do you think there is a level of understanding between the two sides here? Uh, there's one thing that nobody uh, on the council seems to talk about, and that is that uh, downtown Burlington is a from a provincial standpoint, is an urban growth center. And that means that they are required to hit a density of 200 people or jobs per hectare. They're not there. Uh, they want growth. Uh, they talk about growth that is uh, in a shorter form, uh, gentle density uh, is what I call it, you know, lower buildings. But the reality is, is to get that same density, you then have to have far more projects. And when projects, land is very expensive downtown Burlington. It's extremely expensive. And so to make those projects viable, uh, you only end up with high-end housing. There's a couple of projects that have been done in the last few years, and they're very, very expensive. So now what you're really saying to people is, well, this isn't, uh, we're not open to for anybody. You, you've got to have a lot of money to come to Burlington. And that's not really the Burlington I want to live in. Um, so people may say, well, you know, I don't want height. But I have found that uh, a lot of Burlington residents are very much uh, nimbyism, uh, not in my backyard. They don't want their downtown to change. They don't want tall buildings, but they don't want townhouses next to their single-family house. They're really struggling, as we all do, with change. And we had asked the city in their uh, OP process a year and two years ago to um, show to us that the heights and densities that they were proposing uh, would meet those uh, provincial requirements. And they never did it. They did. They said that they had done it and that they would share it, but they didn't. And then on the fly, council lowered those numbers when they approved it. And that came with no substantiation. So, you know, I understand that the councillors are saying they want uh, developers to play ball, but developers are saying, and the uh, OMB, uh, with the case of the Addy Development Project on Lakeshore Nautique, said, City of Burlington, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You are supposed to uh, provide for heightened density. And that 200-person jobs per hectare is a minimum. It's not a goal. It's a minimum. So it's it's troubling because... Uh, and I and I can understand that uh, council is uh, uh, trying having to balance between their obligations and uh, the needs of some residents. But uh, you know, for a, for a council that says that they represent all residents, um, the ward two councillor said she knocked on everybody's door, and, and I'd never met her before that day. And I, I live in her ward, so you know, it's it's. You know they're they're not listening to everyone. There's a there's people like me who actually believe that uh, uh, more people downtown is good for the downtown. Suzanne, when I was talking to the mayor a couple of weeks ago, and she was here doing her town hall on CHML, uh, she indicated to me at that time that she would like to have the uh, the uh, mobility hub designation for downtown removed. What kind of a message does that send to you? Um, you know, if she wants to do that, that's fine. It doesn't change the uh, requirements for the density from a provincial level. 
uh, downtown Burlington is both a major transit station area and an urban growth center. And the urban growth center designation is the one that sets that uh, density requirement. And it is not dependent on there being a mobility hub downtown. Uh, you know, the reality is, is downtown, uh, you want to have public transit there. So whether you remove that designation or not, it doesn't mean that the city's not going to run buses there. At least I hope it wouldn't, because you want to get people out of their cars and things of that nature. So it doesn't actually change anything. So I'm not sure what the uh, benefit to the city would be of following that uh, line of thought. We've uh, watched from afar, from this side of the bay, uh, watched a number of things that have happened in Burlington, and maybe with a little envy, because there's some incredible developments and some incredible uh, builders that have invested in that community over the years. Uh, I'm assuming from what you're telling us here today, Suzanne, that a lot of them are pretty frustrated right now. Uh, Are they going to wait for a year? I I don't know if they have a whole lot of choice here, or are they going to take their projects and their ideas someplace else? That's always a concern when you you slap something like this on here, is how the industry itself is going to respond. Certainly is. I mean, the reality is is that uh, these developers have already invested heavily in these projects. Uh, I'm thinking of a few, and they've got plans in. They own the land. Uh, they've got plans in the hopper. Uh, it, it's hard to walk away from that. But certainly, there are very few people around who can sit around for one to four years and do nothing. Uh, absolutely, they'll they'll look elsewhere. Uh, I've I have actually recommended to some one of our members who is looking to get into uh, more projects that they actually just look to Hamilton uh, because Burlington, you know, is is not open for business and they're and they're not development friendly no matter what they say. What about the height aspect, uh, which seems to be the sticking point uh, with an awful lot of these? You mentioned the ID development. Of course, that, was, that went all the way to the Ontario Municipal Board, and they actually ruled in favor of the developer, as you mentioned, in this that particular situation. Uh, is, is there some middle ground here that, that can be attained to try to move this along? So the interesting thing about height is this, is that I don't... If you think about when you're driving along. Do you look at a building and say, oh my God, that's over 20 stories? You don't. You just say it's a tall building. Uh, the reality is, is those tall buildings, they tend to be narrower, so you get more sight lines. Uh, to get the same number of units in a shorter building, it's more squat, it takes up more land, and it looks more blocky oftentimes, not always. But that, that height thing, uh, I drove into Burlington last night, and I was looking at the Bridgewater, which is the building under construction uh, right on the lake. Mm-hmm. And it is currently the tallest building. But when you drive down, all you see is, yeah, there's a lot of taller buildings. You don't look and say Oh, look at that building. It's so out of scale. You know, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. Uh, is there, is there a cutoff point? Uh, there is, but it does come to a cost of units, right? The, uh, the development, uh, costs when you share them over more units, um, allows for that unit to be slightly less expensive. And that is something that developers do look to because they have to be able to market these units and sell them. And as we talked about, Burlington is an expensive place to live, and um, and that's development costs are very high. So the more units you can share it over, the more able you are to bring these at a price point that people can afford. As they do this study uh, now that this interim control bylaw is in place, Suzanne, uh, are you expecting a phone call? Do you do you want to be at that table to have some input into what's going to be going on? I absolutely do, but I'm still waiting for the mayor to get back to me from my original letter from March. She said she would, and I haven't heard from her, so I I do wonder. But yes, we'd absolutely love to be at the table. 
Suzanne, uh, thank you so much for the time today. I, I know that we've uh, talked to the mayor about this and, and some of the councillors in Burlington. Uh, it's a contentious issue, obviously, and uh, and it's very key, I guess, as Burlington moves forward right now. Uh, as you mentioned, it's not as if money's falling off trees here. The, anytime you can attract investment, and Burlington's done a very good job of that over the years, uh, you want to make sure that you maintain and retain a lot of that, too. And the, uh, I guess what you're telling us here is that, that some of that could actually be in question as a result of this move. Absolutely. Suzanne, Absolutely, no doubt about it. Thanks again for the time. We'll stay in touch as this evolves over the next little while. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Suzanne Mammel, of course, Executive Officer, Executive CEO for the Hamilton Halton Home Builders Association. I, I wanted to give you that side of the story because I know we've talked to, to Mayor, Mayor, Mary Ward about this about in the past, and she's adamant about this and very passionate about this. And as, as you know, and Burlington residents certainly know, this was a, one of the linchpins of, of the municipal election last year was how Burlington was going to grow, how high it was going to grow, and where uh, some of these buildings were going to be located. And uh, this is a debate that's not over by any stretch of the imagination, as you can hear from Suzanne's comments, and certainly from uh, Mayor Mead Ward as well. So we will continue to monitor this. We'll continue to talk to both sides about this uh, as uh, Burlington makes some tough decisions about exactly how they're going to handle their downtown. And uh, other communities, of course, in, in similar situations uh, also have this as a, as a tool. So it's, uh, it's very, I think, instructive to understand just what's going to happen in Burlington because it could have an impact on Hamilton at some point in the future as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.